Hey friends, welcome to Sister Love. It's your girl, Red of Rainbow, zooming in here with some quick messages to get you through your week. Thank you for hanging in here. Um, I had hoped to have marched on with some features, but that's not what's going to happen right now. Um, but instead, I'm going to continue with the confessions and reflections um, because there's some good things that are coming up in terms of like emotional health and physical health. And I want to share those out there because I know my audience, audience ranges in ages from early 20s um, to about late 60s. And so as women identified folks and friends um, that may be listed in, I want to hit on the things that maybe we talk about, but we only talk about in the kitchen with like those people who are in our circle. But I want to make sure we're having these broader conversations because some of this stuff, I can speak for, for us Gen Xers or Zennials, I've heard us called. Some of this stuff we're learning out trial by fire. And then we'll bring it up to like other people in our lives who may be a generation. I'll be like, oh, I thought you knew. No, we did not know. You did not share. So anyway, that brings us up to today. So this one is going to be let people in. Um, I was originally going to do this one last, but I want to start here because I'm navigating some health pieces. So in full transparency, I've had people in my life, um, women-identified folks, who have dealt with different variations of fibroids. And there had been some stuff that's been happening with me this 2021 with my health that made me think that I might have fibroids, and I don't. Um, if you need a trigger warning, please take care of yourself. If there's anything alarming about this, you know, step away, do what you need. Um, shouldn't be any triggers, just talking openly about health. Um, for those who don't know, fibroids, look it up, can be exacerbated through stress. And I was having super painful cycles that I did not ever have in my life um, that literally would leave me folded over. And like everything seemed textbook, um, fibroids. The heavy bleeding and the low energy and the yellow on the floor to pull yourself together. And I've had two really close friends navigate this. I've had family members navigate this. So your girl was getting her mind ready for fibroids. Um, that never surfaced. Um, I've, I had a provider that I did not care for. Um, actually, two providers. And they led with their own agenda and they were not hearing me and hearing how the stress from school and the stress from work were really impacting my physical, mental, emotional health and how that was zapping my estrogen and really taking like a hold of my ability to have things that are normal for my body occur. Um, I won't go too far into detail, but today I had the privilege of seeing a provider that listened and accommodated um you all if you go back to like season one i had myself and two old friends on and we talked about health providers this is a sensitive subject for me as a black woman identified person um i've had the most excuse my language shitful providers known to man in the region that i've lived in um there's been times where i really have thought about just paying the difference out of pocket and being treated back in my home state because I never had that much 
problem securing providers that listen and hear and operate with intersectionality and nuance because what's good for Jane ain't always good for whoever name you want to fill in like we all have different needs different bodies different histories and different stories and a good provider has to listen so that they can incorporate the textbook the experience the trends the latest medicines all that goes into like preventative help and then um intervention and so this journey was ooh, y'all i promise y'all couple of things I want to highlight. I didn't wake up with a good provider this week. I found one place. It's, it's institution related. In my city. That has great research. And I just knew that that was going to be the answer. Like for me, I thought it was divine intervention. Providence. I found it on Friday. Because y'all, I had not been able to return back to work. Like I was on time away. And I was supposed to go back to work Friday. Last Wednesday, I started having these episodes with this cycle that have been out of this world. Like, on my knees, on the couch, can't breathe. And I knew I had to do something. I had results that came up negative for fibroids. But it didn't tell me why I was still spotting. It didn't tell me, you know, I didn't have the story. I had the process but no story. And so if you live long enough and depending on your, your um, personality and how you do things, I'm going to tell on myself. So confession one, I'm going to say I used to be a person that we can't get around the first time. I think it's incompetent and I'm going to stop. I am currently taking a part in these groups that are helping me look at my attachment style and look how I show up in space. So basically, I'm learning all the ways that I'll, I can be a toxic person or a difficult person. We all have our things. And it's important for me to do this work because a lot of times we can see other folks stuff, but we can't see how we show up in space. And in doing this work, I've heard this. I've heard people who really love me and care for say, I don't manage disappointment well. That my reaction is always starkly stronger than what the moment may be calling for. And as I'm doing this attachment work, I realize, like, I, I tell myself very extreme stories about why different things aren't going the way they should when I've set it up well. And so in order to let people in, I have to operate with self-awareness. Because without self-awareness, when somebody tries to give me feedback, when somebody tries to say, hey, I noticed that you had a really bad provider if they try to probe me on you know maybe what I did didn't do what I asked didn't ask they're just trying to better understand and help but if I don't have that self-awareness ready it's I'm going to feel defensive I, I have a natural inclination to not like redundancies and repetition I get flustered easy if I think somebody like is coming from my intellect all that stuff is wounds. I can just wave that and tell y'all that's wounded stuff. That's stuff in the past. And it's not stuff that's really, really, truly happened in the present. I do not run with people that would do that to me. But when you don't get yourself out of the past, you can't live in the present. And 
that that's what's helping me understand like sometimes my response has nothing to do with today and if i want people to help me live this life i got to give them space to to be in my life but then part 2 is i got to set it up where things can flow to me that's a work in progress Because, like I said before, how is it going to flow to me if redundancy bothers me, if I'm sensitive to being asked, like, probing questions um, because something may be frustrating as a whole? But if I can't step out of that and understand somebody's just trying to help me or redirect them in a way that they can help without aggravating me further, because we all know when you are hurting, you're dealing with health stuff, you are not your normal self. But again... How are you willing to let people in? Are you willing to let people in? And that's like my like my number one confession. Like I was doing things that didn't let people in. And undergoing this health process is pushed on that. Because Monday as I'm making calls to some of these providers, I'm having to sit on my disappointment. That all of them are saying October, October. And I said to Monday, I said I'll bleed to death by then. I wasn't trying to be funny towards her, but I was being honest. I want to do it October. She was doing her job. She was doing the best she could. That's all she had to operate from. I felt myself disengaging. I felt myself shutting down. So I just kept it quick and kept it light because I didn't want to take my, my pain and my frustration and my fear. Fear was driving me. So confession number two, fear will, will keep you from letting people in your life. Um, another example of that is I have somebody who's in my life, um, that is not a DNA family member, but I consider them like a family member. And I had this person tell me, you don't have to protect me. Like, when you want to let me in, let me in, but you do not have to protect me. You do not have to make sure that the setting is right, the environment is right, that, you know, just to tell me what's going on. I want to know what's going on, and I want to help you, and I want to be there, and I respect your boundaries, and I know when you're ready, you'll let me in, but I'm telling you, you never have to do all that filtering. Whew. I might tear up on y'all. Um, that's family of original stuff for me. I didn't come from secure attachment. So I had to learn really early. Unfortunately, what no child should. I had to manage up as a child. And we'll leave it at that. Because I couldn't just come home and get my needs met. I couldn't just say what I needed in a moment. That wasn't available to me. I'm not the only one. But in present day, how does that look? Being verbose. All the extra words is you're trying to make sure you're not being misunderstood. You're trying to make sure you're being heard. You're trying to make sure you're not inconveniencing folks. By the time you get through this, you're trying not to list. You are exhausted. And all you were trying to do is just let somebody know what's going on with you. That is way too much. But way too much for whom, right? When you get to your root, 
you'll be able to understand why you do the things you do and how you do the things you do. So, again, being driven by fear. Can't let people in. Fear, we're all going to experience it. So this is not a fear-free zone. I would love for that to be the truth. To be honest, we all face fear. But you can let fear walk up to you. You can let it walk by you. You can let it try to, like, stand you down. All right, that's fine. You don't have to flinch. You don't have to move. You don't have to go nowhere. You are still you, and you still have resources and the goodness and your inner faith and your beliefs and all the tools you need to get through fearful situations and let people in, if you so choose. <clears throat> Third, don't stop trying. So going back to Monday trying to get in with a provider, because at this point, I've stopped working on my research for school. I'm not going to work when I was supposed to go back to work. And basically, I barely have energy to get out of bed because of the pain I'm going through, right? I have all the reasons stacked up against me to be like, I can't. And I'm slowly in there. And then you go to Monday. I'm counting on Monday being the day like, I submitted forms to have people call me and try to set up appointment. And I'm like, nope, on Monday I'm calling at 8.05, getting people on the horn. We're going to get some help. We're going to get going in the right direction. My body is going through some things. I need the right type of specialist. We're going to get winning. Went in the right direction. It didn't go the way I thought. And there was a moment where I disengaged. After being told by provider by provider, October, October, October. I just, I felt the tears well up. And I want to say they didn't streak down my face, but they definitely like welled up pretty good. And I just shook my head and I didn't understand why I was running up against so much resistance and getting services for something that's important. I was determined. I already decided I'm not going to emergency from this. You, you can go to the emergency room, but everything does have to be emergency room. And the bill and the payment is so much different. This is something truly a provider can do. I need help. Now, think about it. The person who doesn't like redundancy, the person who likes to like get it right on the first try. This was hell on earth for me. And what happened was I had to take a breath. I felt myself welling up, and I knew that wasn't going to help me. And I went back online on the ground, and there's a rapper named Styles P. He and I believe his wife have a, like a, I think it's pharmacy. I need to look it up. But it's like pharmacy life or whatever it is, they sell supplements like sea moss and black seed oil and different elderberry. Um, oh my God, this other thing that I'm not naming. But it's really the thing that I'm, because it slipped my mind, it's a really good supplement. And again, don't hold me legal for your life. Do your research. And I remember him having bundles that could help my issue. And at that time, I just went back and it was something I wanted to invest in anyway. And I said, fine, forget it. That's what I'm going to do. 
if Western medicine can't get me where I need to in a timely manner, I'm not going to leave my life to Western medicine. I'm going to go a step further. I'm not going to quit on me. I'm going to bet on me. There's some things that I found out about my health that made that made me mad. I wasn't excited and I felt a way about. And I turned the dial in a different direction. And in doing so, I've seen results this summer that came from turning the dial in a different direction. And so that's what I did. I ordered my supplements. I felt like I was queen, king of the world. Um, and I felt back in control of my destiny. Not control like I know all the steps, but I'm not a victim here. And yeah, this is not working out. But I'm going to... I'm going to be prosperous in my health. I'm going to turn this thing around. I might not can get y'all in for an appointment, but we 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 not going to bleed out. No, we're not going to go into that mindset that says, woe is me. And it's okay if you need a woe is me moment, but it was, I knew that I needed to do something different. And so what came with that was, I felt peace. And I just laid my head back on the couch. And I... Before I did that, I made one call where they're supposed to call you back. I didn't even take it serious. I kind of slowly started closing my eyes. And as I was starting to fall into a, a, like a deep low sleep, I get this phone call. And it's from the pro- provider that I went to today. And it was a, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. And this person that I got scheduled with, I know nothing about this person. I looked up their bio and I looked at their information. One of the top OBGYN or gynecologists in the country. Um, one of the top in the field. Been doing this since 84. People know me, know I love to throw out like the 80s and 90s as reference points. But like, if you've been all up and through the world since 84, looking at these issues, ain't nothing new on the sun. Let's take her for a hundred. Um, and that that's her pronouns, by the way. An amazing visit. She saw me. She made room for me. I was late because I was lethargic. And they accommodated me. The lab tech talked me through everything. And it was the same thing I had to do before, but just really talked me through what they were looking at, what I was looking at. So it's not, no, you're getting some results and trying to figure them on your own. They walked me through it and gave me some, like, things to think about when I would go into my consult, because I had to consult later. Y'all, I can't tell y'all how many times I have an appointment, and it's so piecemeal. You want me on day one to come talk to you. Day five, come do this. Day eight, go do that. No, I did a lab first and then had a really great consult. Y'all, the efficiency, the effectiveness, um, the attending nurse, very thorough, a really good in-between. And then eventually the doctor specialist that came in, again, who's chief of all the stuff that she does, just really good questions. Really, really, really good questions. Really, really, really good work. And it's what I have been wanting for the longest. We're going to tie into my next conversation about manifestation, but not in this chat. 
But y'all imagine if I had just gave up at those first few providers that were like October. I could just wait on October. Y'all, I got that call when I let go. I had to let go of the outcome. And I listened to to the real talk from today. She's a preacher, inspirational speaker, all those good things. And she was talking about that underdog mentality. And that's what I realized I was showing up for. So that's my last confession. Like, you can't give up on yourself. You got to bet on yourself. And you got to fight the things that are undermining your perseverance and your ability to persist. I'm on worst nightmare when it comes to that. Get defeated in my mind and then before I know it, I've spoken it. And then I'm living it. And I had to choose to do something different. So, as you all navigate letting people in, some of you, that's not your problem. You're good at it. You have a good judge of character. And you have a good handle on your relationships with people and your boundaries. And that's amazing and good for you. But for those of us who are practicing and relearning and unlearning, letting people in takes practice, it takes time. It takes self-awareness. It takes other awareness. And you got to start somewhere. So as I wrap, I hope my story of navigating my physical health and my body, I hope it helps you think about your attachment. I hope it helps you think about the root causes behind some of your communication um, drama if you have some. And I hope if you or somebody, someone's feeling where trust is a thing, but it, but it tends to slip with you really fast, or you have this, if it, don't, if it doesn't show up for you, there's a story you're building about you instead of just owning it, it just didn't show up, it just didn't happen. If any of those things resonate, slow down and really listen to my examples, and then flip them. Rip them up. Do what you need to do. But just get clear about who you are and how you move. Because you can't let a soul in until you know who you are, what you're about, and your willingness to persist. Because that influences your ability to let people in and the depth and the scope to where you allow people to be in your life. So I hope you all were able to use my medical example and use it to build stamina, use it to build community with others, use it for accountability checkpoints. But if nothing else, let it help you let people in your life. Red Rainbow, it's been real. I am so grateful for you all as an audience. And stay tuned as we talk a little bit about destiny.